Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. We find ourselves once again hearing a story that unfortunately violates one of the unwritten rules of this portion of the program, the one that says the subject has to live to tell the tale. But if ever there was a man who needed a good killing, it was this unidentified 40-year-old dude from South Pasadena, California. Police say the man's girlfriend had broken up with him not long ago, and that act was something he just couldn't take. So Saturday evening, he went to her home, threw her to the floor, and began to beat and strangle her. Unfortunately for him... And more fortunately for his ex, the woman's sister and mother walked in in mid-violence. And in one of those, you have half a second to find a weapon moments, mom found something that did what it needed to do. Let's just call it the golf club of justice. You might say mom was a bit teed off, as dude was later pronounced dead at the scene. (laughs) If anybody needs a good killing, is that the way we're going to start off a Monday, Cliff? Well, I mean, when you... When you think about the entire year of 2000, is there a year more than this one that just needs a good killing? Well, that is true. And uh, we're about a month away from killing this one off, too. (laughs) Yes. And I'll be glad. I'll be very glad, Cliff. Usually, I'm a little sad at the end of the year, but this year I'm like... (laughs) Good riddance. Yes. I know you don't want to wish your life away. I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just saying, let's get on with 2021. And cross our fingers when we get on going. (laughs) I don't know how you did this, Cliff, but I hope you're happy with yourself this morning. (laughs) What are you referring to? You know what I'm referring to. You have corrupted one of our Facebook friends (laughs) that lives hundreds of miles away from here in Florida, as a matter of fact. Oh, oh, okay. You see on our Facebook page, Weed and Cliff in the Morning, the question is, who would you put... On the Mount Rushmore of Country Music, female edition. Okay. And our good friend John Bishop wrote in, Dolly Parton, from the neck up. Anything (laughs) below that would take up too much rock. Yeah, there's not enough mountain for that. (laughs) I hope you're happy with yourself, Cliff. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm not saying I corrupted him, but clearly someone in Florida, the only way that they would know what I have said about Dolly Parton, which is all, by the way, true... (laughs) I mean, have you looked at her? <laughs> Mercy. The, the only way someone in Florida would know what I have said about Dolly Parton is by listening to the podcast. And that is true. <laughs> I mean, the podcast is available um, on a variety of uh, spots. Like if you have Spotify, you can listen to the Weed and Cliff podcast. If you have the uh, iTunes or now the Apple podcast, we're on there too. There's like probably about six or seven different spaces that you can find the Weed and Cliff podcast. You can go to weedandcliff.com and also subscribe there to get the podcast delivered to your phone or whatever it is that you listen to. I mean, a lot of people don't listen to podcasts, but once you do, it's kind of like you're hooked. It's kind of like a you know talk show on demand, basically. And there you too can hear all about Dolly Parton's mountains. Yeah, I um, I've noticed it's a lot like our podcast is a lot like our. Uh, games and contest we have here cliff where there's um predetermined and rigged and no there's like crickets sounding off on our podcast cliff told you all the ways you could go there to you know hear what is said if you missed our show but uh no one actually will i know none of you are going to at all so 
We the story surfaced only a week or so ago, and immediately the mystery surrounding the object became larger than life. Back on November 18th, in the Red Rock Desert of Southern Utah, public safety officials found a shiny metal monolith about 12 feet tall. It was hidden away in a canyon, and the state crew only found it because they were doing an aerial survey of bighorn sheep populations. As soon as the news went public, many noted that the object's similarity to strange alien monoliths in the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. Those monoliths were placed by aliens. Federal officials refused to disclose the precise location of the monolith, fearing thousands would flock to it and would do exactly what happened when people figured out where it was. It didn't take long before the monolith's location became public knowledge, and, well, heck, once people got to looking, it was even found on Google Earth, a picture of it, and right about the time that the Bureau of Land Management was issuing a statement saying the use of public lands for such things without authorization is illegal, no matter what planet you're from, Hikers by the hundreds started making the 12-mile off-road hike onto federally protected property to see it. But now, it's gone. As yesterday, the Bureau of Land Management reported it's no longer there. All that's left, a hole and a piece of metal that had supported it. Left behind, though, trash and human poop and some toilet paper left trailside by those who wanted to hike in to take a look. So you couldn't drive up to this thing? No. Well, it, it was ver- a... It was a, a, about a 12-foot-tall, look like stainless steel, kind of a triangular thing, uh, tall. You yeah. would think aliens would have different materials than we have, Cliff. <laughs> you, I mean, no one really got to test it to see what kind of metal it was. It just looked shiny, Well, like stainless steel. 12 miles off of the beaten path, I would never, never <laughs> Who's yeah, Who's going to carry it? that? Yeah, I wouldn't even go walk this. I don't know of anything I would walk 12 miles for. Like, Those of you who helicoptered in, just send me a picture. That's fine. That's good enough for me, yes. <laughs> well, Cliff, you know, we get requests from time to time on the Anytime yeah. line. Yeah. At 812-682-0520. Indeed. This is a very strange request, Cliff. I don't know if we've ever had one like this. Okay. So check this out. Generally, it's a song you want to hear, Cliff. Yeah, that's that's what you request is a song you want to hear, not a song that would continue you to shoving an ice pick through your ears. Yes, because we can't play that now, Cliff, because we could be held liable if he injures yeah, himself. That's a that's a legal thing. We we don't want to be anywhere close to that. And um, he also made a comment about um, John Bishop's post on Facebook, and we're not going there. <laughs> we we're not. No, we're not going there. I'm going to have to find that and play it back, so I know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, you go ahead and play it and listen to it <laughs> no. yourself, but shame on you, Phil McCracken. <laughs> so this story, Cliff, out of uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it occurred early last week. No game. I thought this was rather strange. Yes. Um, guy goes out to go to work, and somebody, for some reason, had stolen just the back right tire off of his vehicle. <laughs> that's it. Huh? That's it. I don't know if they looked at the others and went, well, this is the only one that'll work. <laughs> and that's not the weird part about it, Cliff. Although well, that's that weird. weird. That is yeah. weird. Yeah. But you know, whenever you uh, take a tire off of your car, yeah. the only thing there is the uh, braking components. And if you take your jack out real quick, you'll yeah. tear up things on the uh, braking mechanism. Yes. So what the thief did was, didn't want to leave his jack there. So uh, he... Uh, 
put a frozen turkey underneath there to hold the tire <laughs> of the car up whenever he took his jack out, which a I thought, turkey. yes, which is an odd way of doing things. I've never seen that. I've had a lot of tires off in my life, Cliff. I've never put a frozen turkey under one and never thought of that. Let's see here, 26 mile an hour, and I'm not yeah. sure if you carry the one or if you leave the one behind. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm doing some calculations here, Cliff. Why? I mean, we should be doing a news update, but why are you calculating? Well, you go ahead with that update. I'm having a little trouble here. Maybe I'll have the calculations done when oh, you're done, okay? okay? You, you cipher. I'm not sure if you carry the one or you leave are you the not two done? back. Do I need to pass a calculator out there for you, or what's going on? I'm trying to do it long-handed, and yes, that's that's my trouble here. No, you need just get the calculator. You, you see, okay. Cliff. How many computers are you sitting in front of? Three. Three. Each one has a calculator. I was wanting to do it, you know, myself. <laughs> to <laughs> prove my, you know, intelligence, yeah. and it's not working right. very good, but yeah, I think so I've got far, it. So far, you, in fact, you are proving your intelligence. <laughs> well, I think I have this. I think I have it. I think you have to carry the one on this. Oh, uh, okay. So what what have you come up with? Well, for the first time in my life, Cliff, Yeah. I uh, spent yesterday, I put up one of those gigantic inflatable Santa Clauses outside oh, really? in my yard. Yes. Okay. Cool. And if my calculations are right, with a gust I've seen recorded here between 22 and 25 miles an hour okay. out of the northwest, I'm figuring my Santa Claus is about 1.2 miles southeast of my house by now. <laughs> so if somebody's driving around on 168 <laughs> between Owensville and Fort Branch and you yeah. see a gigantic inflatable flattened Santa Claus. Could you throw a couple rocks on that sucker so Just I can to hold get it, it back? Down. Yes. Yeah. I don't care at this point, really, after all the mess I went through getting it put up. I don't really care if you take a sword and stick through it and just mark it right there. I really don't care. I'm sure that thing's long gone, Cliff. Long well, gone. I bet you're right. No, you're probably absolutely correct. I never anticipated. Yeah. I guess I should have looked at the weather forecast, but I thought I'm going to leave him up so mm -hmm. all the youngsters going to school this morning on 168 would be impressed with my Santa Claus out there. <laughs> well, they probably were. <laughs> As he flew through the air. <laughs> yes, I hope there's not a liability here, Cliff. It yeah. wraps uh -huh. around somebody's front windshield. <laughs> because then this whole conversation never happened, yeah. right? I have no idea what you're talking exactly about. Exactly right. Yeah. Yes. You're the man, Cliff. <laughs> We'd one of the hottest products for gamers for the holiday season this year may be the PS5. If you can get your hands on one, Sony has only released the PlayStation 5 in limited numbers as production had ramped up, and it was launched worldwide November 19th, and initially there were only 2.5 million units available for the entire planet. And the law of supply and demand means some people who did get their hands on them just resold them, and in fact today the console that's got a suggested retail price of about $500 can be found online at prices ranging up to $1,400. There's probably one in Taiwan for sale, though pretty cheap, as a news report from Taiwan says a man who somehow managed to buy one did so without his wife's permission and then was forced to sell that dude and sell it right now after his wife found out that that's not really an air purifier. <laughs> that's a good try, though, Cliff. That's a good, it was a good try. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you ever used one of those uh, PlayStations? I have not. I haven't either. I'm not really a, that much of a gamer, you might say. Well, so. I don't know if I am or not. I'm afraid if I got you know started on it, yeah. That's all I would do with, you know, cutting into my candy-eating time. I was going to say, 
it take it takes both hands to use one of those you know controllers, so you might have trouble snacking. I would have to start getting really flexible in the legs, Cliff, so I could unwrap my uh, candy with my feet. You could just barely reach with your arm. I know, yeah, I know. From our text line, Cliff, a question came in. Yes. Did you tie down your inflatable Santa Claus weed? Well, did you? It wouldn't be 1.2 miles southeast of my house right now, Cliff, if I had have tied it down. I saw the steaks, and I saw the two little strings, and I went, dang, got cookies and stuff to eat inside, and so I just left it, just yeah. like that. Uh-huh. But I did learn something, Cliff, a little cooking tip I could pass along that I found out over the weekend. It depends okay. upon the microwave wattage that you have. Mine's 1,100 watts. Yeah. And the tip is, it takes about 45 seconds for a Twinkie to explode in your microwave. (laughs) That's about the point right there, Cliff. You can do 40. You can't go 45. I thought for the first time in my Uh. life, looking at this box of Twinkies, (laughs) I've never had a Twinkie that was hot. I've never had a warm Twinkie, Cliff. Why are you you heating up your Twinkie? Have you ever had a warm Twinkie in your lifetime? I I didn't know they're supposed to be heated. They're okay heated, just not... 45 seconds heated because now I've got, well, Twinkie Guts all over <laughs> my microwave. It's Twinkie Guts, isn't it? It's Twinkie Guts <laughs> everywhere. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, uh. Morning, Weedon Cliff. Nick from Otwell here. I'd like to make a song request. I'd like to hear a Christmas song, you and Phil McCracken. No. Me and <laughs> Phil McCracken are not singing anything. Although, Cliff, yeah. I do have the song... Me yeah. and you and a dog named Boo, we could play that one again. <laughs> again? Yes, we played it on a punishment song one time. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yes. It's not really a Christmas song, though, is it? Not really, no, but the singing's really bad, like me and Phil <laughs> McCracken would be. Speaking of Phil Cliff, I was asked about him Saturday night in oh, Fort oh, Branch. Oh, you were, huh? Yes. Okay. I stopped in Fort Branch, and uh, one of our yeah. wonderful listeners stopped me yeah. and said, hey, is this Phil McCracken dude real, or is it one of you guys faking the voice? <laughs> and I've been asked that more than once. It's a real yeah. person. As yes. far as we know, it's a real person. It's not me, and it's not Cliff. No. Nope. I'd throw my voice box out of whack trying to do that. Yes. And uh, he lives in Ireland. Indiana. Yes. I haven't seen him. I'm thinking, Cliff, you haven't seen him either, correct? I have not seen him. So I'm just wondering, Cliff, Mm -hmm. if Phil is listening right now, could you possibly tonight, when you get home, send a couple of pictures of you into our studio through the uh, Anytime line? Yeah, I mean, they can, if he's, uh, he can text pictures to our, uh, to the text line, 812-682-0520. Certainly can do that. We would like to see a picture or two of you, yes. Phil, yep. in your house in Ireland, Indiana, if that's possible. <laughs> so we can prove once and for all, Cliff, it's not us doing it. But, but and, and what do you want Phil McCracken to wear during these pictures? You know, that's a good point, because we could have some sneaky folks out there going, well, they don't know what I look like, and I'm going to pretend yeah. to be Phil McCracken. Okay. I want him in kilt. <laughs> I want well, him in kilt, Cliff. I mean, he's got a kilt. Yes. So. 
if Phil can do that, I want to see him in a kilt. I don't want to see a lot of this leg in That's a right. kilt. No, we don't, we don't. We don't want to see him out of kilt either. No, I don't want this to be a leg <laughs> off or anything. Well, Cliff, I want to direct this toward Angie. 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 Let's uh, what be, did Angie do? Let's Uh-oh. be careful what we ask Phil McCracken to send pictures of in. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. You're absolutely Let's right. Let's be real careful. We we ask Phil McCracken to send a picture of himself wearing a kilt, you know, just for verification purposes. But Angie, no one wants to see his bagpipes. No, no. <laughs> and I understand, Cliff from a text message that Phil sent yeah. in a week, maybe 10 days ago now, yeah. that his bagpipes are in the shop being repaired. How do you do that? I don't know who <laughs> repairs bagpipes. I'm hoping <laughs> no one repairs bagpipes, and they because don't give them back way, to him. Yeah, once they're gone, they're gone. Yes, because <laughs> I've never heard a bagpipe sound good, and so a broken one has to sound even better. But uh, Cliff, yep. there's a huge question directed your way and i almost forgot about this this morning oh oh, okay what is it hey phil mccracken did you guys ever hear anything from uh elfie mcelperson i'd forgot about that cliff you were supposed to get a hold of elfie over the weekend Oh, that's right yeah see and i i I tried to call elfie um but there was uh well there was no answer in fact it didn't even go to voicemail it just rang you think he's changed his number to avoid talking to us. Yes. Perhaps. <laughs> he wouldn't be the first. <laughs> I've got another number, though. Remember, you know, he used to be like the, uh, was like the track announcer at the uh, reindeer races. Oh, that's right. Ago. Yeah. I can call the track Polar Downs. You think he's hanging out there? He, well, they, if they, if they, if he's not, I mean, he could be hanging out there. <laughs> he doesn't work there anymore because he got fired. <laughs> well, but. See- but he might be hanging out there, or if if they might know a different number for him, or at least verify that the number I have is accurate. So I'm going to try them today, and we'll see if we can find the whereabouts of Elfie McElverson. Well, with it being Monday, I guess it's uh, I guess it means it's about time that I changed out of my Thanksgiving sweatpants, Cliff, and got into some real clothes. <laughs> Are you still wearing the same pair of sweatpants that you wore on Thanksgiving? Day? Yes, the gray ones that uh, I was going to change them today. Yeah, I uh, had my uh, change of clothes in my car, yeah. but my car's now gone. Still trying. Your car to, is gone. I'm oh, oh, the key thing. Still trying to get the key out of the ignition. <laughs> Round two. Yeah. I think uh-huh. today the mechanic said what they're going to do is they're going to tie a yeah. string onto my key. Yeah. And tie another string over on the passenger side door, and the count of oh, three, okay. they're going to open up the door, <laughs> kind of like pulling a tooth. I would say like someone pulling a baby tooth. Yes, trying to get my uh, key out of the tumbler. <laughs> it's come down to that, Cliff, because all ideas have pretty well went by the wayside. So that's what we're going to do. Have you ever seen, you know, you've, you've heard about people actually hot wiring a car? Yes. Can you cold wire your car? I wish we could. <laughs> I mean, just undo the thing, just and then reconnect the wire when it's time to go. I tell you what, the, these tumblers and this car yeah. cliff and the ignition yeah. system there, they're yeah. better than any vice grip I've ever seen in my life. I'm not, <laughs> wow. not scared to put my finger close to those things now yeah. once it gets fixed, wow. if it ever gets fixed. Afraid okay. to put my finger in there, Cliff, because I could get stuck and not be able to get out. <laughs> right. And you'll be sitting here some morning going, where is he? 
Yes, he's stuck in his car with his finger in the ignition. <laughs> I'm not sure that it's really going to happen or not, Cliff. I haven't heard What's from that? I haven't heard from Phil McCracken if he's going to send those pictures or not. That uh, <laughs> some listeners have been wanting to um, just, see what just, he looks like. Yes, just to verify that Phil McCracken actually exists. Yes, and it's not Cliff or myself trying to do that. No. Yes. And if you recall earlier that uh, Angie sent a text message in, and she wanted to know if Phil would uh, send a picture of his bagpipes that he has nope. there at his house. No one, no one wants to see his bagpipes. And uh, that got Phil to respond like this, Cliff. Oh, oh, oh okay. Hey, this is for Angie. Okay. That's no, where I stopped no, it. <laughs> no, no, You no. see, Cliff, if this was a baseball game, <laughs> I would be accredited with a save right here. <laughs> I would have a save. Oh, that's right. You would you'd have saved Angie. From... Be- because this yeah. part here, Cliff, <laughs> yeah. this part here hey, this yeah. is, for Angie. is as good as it got right there. <laughs> it, it went, went downhill. It, down it, it was way down after <laughs> yeah. that. So, Well, it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. And if you put up a live Christmas tree this year or you're getting ready to, you're probably familiar with any number of tricks and tips to keep that tree lasting fresher for a longer period of time. Yeah. Some of those include drilling a hole a few inches right up the middle of it. I've heard of that, yes. Adding aspirin to the water. I've heard of that. It turns out, Cliff, the only Mm. trick you need is to add 7-Up. Seven up. Seven up. Now, other than checking your tree for water levels, you've got to keep water in there. And they say about two inches of water up the tree trunk is what you need. <laughs> so you, you only really need two inches to get the job done. That's all you need. But the study out of Ireland says yeah. the fizzy lemon-lime drink of seven up okay. is the key to keeping your tree hydrated. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, how much should I pour in there? A gallon or two gallons? No. Yeah. How much? Three parts water to one part 7-Up. And that's the key right there. That's interesting. They say if you do that, the natural lemon-lime flavor, they Mm. think, acts as a preservative. Of course, then you're, you know, drinking a 7-Up and you're thinking, if this can preserve a tree, (laughs) what's it doing to me? What's it doing to me? Kind of like Diet Mountain Dew. (laughs) Well... You know, Cliff, I'm almost to the point I'd like to be embalmed with Diet Mountain Dew. I don't know if that'll work or not, but but all of that. That could probably be arranged. It probably could. You you can take to the bank except for the embalming part there at the end. Cliff, anything said today? Uh, Phrases of the day start with number three. Why are you warming up your Twinkie? (laughs) I've never had a warm one before. Well, you've never had, you've never had a warm one in many. <laughs> Just saying, but that's different. Number two, trash and human poop, and some toilet paper. Always going to be number two. Number one, morning roadshow phrase for today. Many thanks to Angie for uh, generating this. <laughs> no one wants to see his bagpipes. No, no. And we all know who we're talking about. No. I hope he sends the pictures in though, Cliff. I'm a little curious myself. <laughs> It'd be nice to, just to know, you know, because we know he exists. We just want everyone to see he does. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.